0: Has what an absolute banger of an episode. I know we always say it, but I thought the check-in was absolutely brilliant today. And then I thought we had a really good balanced conversation around the World Cup. How did you find it?
1: I loved it. I didn't think that the facts were brilliant at the start of uh, the session. No, they were. They were brilliant. Um, no, really good conversation. And I think it's a difficult one, this uh, topic around
0: the World Cup and... Um, I think we just brought honesty as we always do. Yeah, exactly. And look, the 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 common theme was was hypocrisy, and I'm sure we probably even brought our own levels of hypocrisy in the way that we explored it, right? And I think we were quite open about that. Enjoy this episode. Come and find us at 115 Miles Pod on Instagram, and we'll see you all very soon. This is 115 miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Growing up 115 miles apart, our lives couldn't have been more different. But we find ourselves today with many similarities and outlooks on life. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture, and everything in between. Hassan, it's the Monday morning grind again. How are you feeling? Grinding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fresh today because I stayed at my mum, so I didn't like as I was saying. I had a 40 minute commute versus a two and a half hour commute, so I'm feeling fresh, mate. 8am
0: though on a Monday morning. Yeah. And we got Pas in the biz all today. Who's not on the microphone, but he's a good friend of mine who's come along today, getting some background footage. So what's up, Pas? <laughs> put you on the spot. So putting putting him on the spot. So yeah, mate, you woke up at your mum's this morning. Yeah. Was it like years gone by? Did you feel like a child again?
1: Well, it's a different place now, so it wasn't where I grew up. But uh, and she's not she's not in the country. She's on holiday. So uh, not, so not so not really, mate. <laughs>
0: uh, I was gonna say, have you like if it was like your old place? Do you still have the room that you slept in with like shoot magazine posters on the wall and that? <laughs> There was Pamela Anderson on the the wall. When you was a teenager, talk me through the posters on your wall.
1: Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Come on, tell me, tell me. (laughs) All
1: right. Uh, Well, Pamela Anderson was on there. And uh, Cindy Crawford was on there. And Eva Herzegova was on there. I don't know who the last two are, mate. I'm a bit older than you. But they were were like the 1990s supermodels. I remember Pamela Anderson. Oh, and there was one more. Who? Kelly Brook.
0: Oh, Kelly Brook was yep. on everyone. Basically,
1: yeah. FHM and what was the other one? There was FHM and there was something else. Anyway, pass.
0: Can you remember the other magazine?
1: No. <laughs> so anyway, good job. I've moved on from that life now. <laughs> I don't have posters of uh, women was on FHM my wall. Was
0: FHM bad?
1: Do do young people have
0: posters of women on their wall anymore?
1: My uh, kids don't have posters. I don't. Yeah, my mine don't have. posters. like my daughter just has photos of her having fun with her mates. There's no like, there's no like hunky men on on walls anymore or (laughs) hunky women.
0: But that's because of the death of the magazine, I guess.
1: What, the print mag? Yeah. Probably. Also, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's
0: probably what it is. Would, in today's world, right, would young lads get away with having, say, a Kelly Brook on the wall, in a bra? I, I, don't, think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll tell you why they wouldn't, because they're not using blue tack on my walls in my house. <laughs> yeah, white tack or? No, just not, no tack.
1: Nothing though. that leaves a greasy uh, remnant.
0: Although, if they want to put a picture up, you know the sticky things, because I can't do DIY. I can't hang a picture. Could you hang a picture? in your house? Of course, man. Shut up. It's, it's
1: very, very, very easy. <laughs> do you know what? For, for 2023, you need to learn how to hang a, Picture. So,
0: I built a desk for my daughter uh, yesterday. From Ikea? Uh, no, it's from B&M. So, places. Oh, right. so <laughs> B&M, what's that? Don't know, something to do with oh. bargains. Okay.
1: And when you built it, what does that mean? I put it together.
0: I didn't flat fucking, pack. I didn't make, Was it flat I didn't, pack? I didn't get a load of MDF and fucking like bit, like make it. Did oh, I? that would have flat been pack. impressive. But oh, okay, me. Pask is here today. We both worked. It. So the one thing that I can do is knock a bit of furniture up, mate. Can put a bit of furniture together. Everyone can to
1: do flat pack. Everyone. Right, mate. So there's nothing special. Like
0: man, when I finished it. Oh uh, yeah, I, I do. Talked about this yeah. in the past.
1: Yeah, it's very triumphant.
0: What I was gonna ask you about being at your mum's today as well is like, if she was there, she wasn't there. But if she was, would she have like made you a packed lunch like old days? Today, <laughs> she today
1: she or? would have got up and made me breakfast before I left, even though it would have been what would she have made you? Paratas. What's what's that? It's like Indian fried bread sort of thing, or chapatis or something oh. maybe.
0: Fried bread in the morning.
1: Yeah, that's what Indian people eat. Did you have Asian pa- Did you have packed lunch at school? Sometimes. I went through years of some sometimes having it sometimes having school what lunch. Was
0: you, what was you packing in your pack lunch when you went to school, mate?
1: Cheese sandwich.
0: Yeah. What else? Chris? Chris. Yogurt? Yogurt? I was a proper No
1: yogurts actually. I don't think we rocked the yogurts, maybe this is really boring man have you got have you got like a plan for today
0: i have i have
1: what was it okay what was it you want me to ask you what was in your no no no. i'm
0: just saying because when i went to school i was the type of family who like tenants no we didn't like i had crisps yeah but it wasn't like if i was having quavers it was cheese curls oh yeah never packing walkers it was always like yeah, not the branded. Never item. branded, mate. It was always like the fake brand. Yeah, but that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, was
1: yeah. it Was it hard? Like, was it hard to pull that off though? When the, the kid next year had some <laughs> KP skips,
0: <laughs> I always felt very underwhelmed. Yeah. All right, we'll move it on then. If this part's boring for you, has um, I've got a few. I've got a few not questions for you today. I've got a few uh, complete the sentences. Okay. So I have fucking prepared, right? All right. More than you ever do. What did you bring for your starting part of the last podcast? I can't remember the Nothing. last podcast. Nothing. You didn't bring anything. I did. I can. I can I did. remember. I remember. Nothing. Um, <laughs> Weetabix. Uh, yes. That was <laughs> what you thought, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking same thing as what I'm talking about today. <laughs> right. Okay. So I want you to, uh, do you, uh, I don't want you to say I don't know. I want you to finish the sentence. All right. Do you ever watch Have I Got News For You? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit, they do similar stuff on there. You know when they do like the, uh, um, they do videos on there and they talk over that. I'll, yeah. I want to do that one We day. should try that. But you should. Not we should. We don't good. always do video, do we? Not very we, good so. for an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, ready. Australia is wider than what? Well, that could be factually correct for anything. England. Uh, yeah. What's the biggest thing that you can think of that it's wider than? Uh
1: I I think it's wider than Um
0: a country or? Oh fucking hell, mate. Just give me something funny. Give me something to work with here. An
1: elephant.
0: England. F- 15 minutes. <laughs> England! Well, what, this is you for, asked like, me. This to, is to create a bit me... of comedic effect at okay, the beginning of the okay. podcast. Right, and I said Australia is wider You could have said like, um, <laughs> What could I have said? I was going to say someone's behind, but then I thought that would probably be... A well, you didn't tell me to, that This I have to be humorous what for this. Think for? What do you think it's for? I don't know. What do you think it's for? Just to give know. the listeners some fun. You're,
1: you're hoping, hitting and hoping. Australia
0: is wider than uh, England? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, it's wider than uh, a ton of elephants. <laughs> That's even worse, isn't it? Well, it's yes. better than England. Then All right, okay. What do you think I'm prepped now the moon it's wider than the moon
0: fact bosh yeah. really fact that is joking when it says wider than the moon isn't the moon round yeah so what does it mean like the maybe, maybe the, the the I was going to say diaphragm what's the what's <laughs> the diameter <laughs> no but oh yeah the diameter yeah not the circumference the circumference is all the, the way outside. round yeah so it's wider than the diameter of the, the diaphragm right? <laughs> 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 oh, I went far off. Yeah, Were nah. you good at maths, mate? Uh,
1: I was a king at maths. Yeah. Was you? No. No, I can imagine you. I was a C. Ahead. I was a C grade level, maybe a B grade for a little They've while. They've
0: changed it again now, it's numbers. Mm, numbers. I was about 72. Nine is a A star star. I was about an Never eight. did A star stars when I was at school. Did A stars though, of yeah. which I got three. Did you? Got three A stars. Did you get any? I got zero A no, stars, mate. Exactly, there you go. That's why I'm more successful than you. Are you, though? Second, shall, we, shall we
1: just go through? Uh, yeah, our shall we? What success? parameters do
0: you want to use for success? My, just money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, we'll do that. I'm winning. Right. Second sentence. In your head. Second sentence has Are you wearing a Fred Perry designer number today? Oversized? No. no.
1: That's true. But it also looks like my summer picnic blanket as well, <laughs> for those that can't see, Josh. <laughs>
0: It is nice, I
1: am borrowing that. For, How would you feel about when oversized? I sit at the park? How you, you, you I are, like, well, I've always had to wear oversized <laughs> my whole life, so.
0: But you haven't got any oversized clothes, have you? Uh. Like, like, like specifically oversized.
1: I've got a few oversized t-shirts. Have they you? just look normal on me. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got there. Not like. I feel like you've got to be in good shape to wear an oversized, otherwise you just look like you need to wear an oversized.
0: No, I know what you mean, yeah? yeah. I know what you mean. You've got to be really careful of, uh, do you know what I get really paranoid about? With t-shirts. What? We were, my my wife was cooking a joint of beef once and it had the tin foil on it. Okay. And I said to my wife, that looks like my t-shirts when, I, when I've i got a bit of a belly on me. Can you imagine the picture? Yeah. <laughs> so I get really paranoid about it. But yeah. I've come to the oversized, I used to be dead against it, mate it you
1: know i, I was, like an oversized oh mate t-shirt. once you
0: go once you go oversized you don't go back mate it's just the airflow isn't oh, it oh mate it's so like comfy yeah yeah oh that's an age thing isn't it yeah that's mid 30s yeah T- number 2 has do, do you
1: have any cardigans josh no that's coming no, I don't. You car- car- no, no, I don't. You, you looked at me like <laughs> you looked like you were a cardigan. I don't. They
0: came in though. Do you remember when they came? Yeah. in? Yeah. Around... Waistcoats. Do you remember waistcoats oh, over t-shirts a for a, waistcoat a while? Waistcoats over t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. like early that was a thing noughties. for a while. Yeah. Early noughties. Bad. Yeah, and everyone was wearing a Lyle and Scott cardigan for. Yeah. Oh yeah, a little while. Yeah. yeah. From the market though, so yeah, shrunk after two washes. Yeah. Uh, has yeah, the Eiffel Tower can be what in the summertime the eiffel tower
1: can be <laughs> um <laughs> i'm trying to think of something funny and i can't oh
0: yeah no, yeah come on
1: supremely erect
0: <laughs> supremely erect
1: supremely do,
0: but do you know what you're not far off okay the eiffel tower can be 15 centimeters taller in the summer
1: ah through the uh,
0: expansion of the metal exactly. in the heat no i don't know I did. it does say why but i never looked but is that Something why? what to do with the gases under the ground i think that raised the floor you're joking Fitness. Oh, so, so it is supremely erect. you know we don't just bring meaningful conversation here we bring meaningful facts that can change people's lives Hass. Human teeth are the only part of the body that can't what themselves. Come on, you should be able to get this.
1: I do know. I think I know it. But oh, then what is it? Brush themselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm is just that kidding. honestly what? No, no, no. Uh, can't break themselves what, down. The con- biodegrade. Can your
0: body brush itself? though?
1: it was a joke. I was trying to do comedic uh, humor. No, it's not. The, no, it's, it's not, not biodegrade. No.
0: Ah. Although they don't biodegrade do they but doesn't hair isn't hair the same hair doesn't either i think it does uh, mm, does it yeah what what that biodegrades hair
1: does it not why do you, why, why when when you dig up like in movies when you dig up the old bodies there's, there's no hair it's just yeah, but skull and bodies. bones so they they they're, they're, they're bald by the time they pass away Shut up, man
0: <laughs> i don't think hair biodegrades
1: i i don't know but i think you're wrong because basically, so, all that's left is bones, right? So yeah, my, but
0: the counter to what you're saying, to which I agree, is uh, my wife went to. Call oh, this is going a little bit sort of dark. But my wife went to Auschwitz, and all the hairs still there. Right. <laughs> you can't make a joke now, can you? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Different. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Anyway. So, but. You don't find, you're right, you don't find a skull with a man bun still on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here lay, Josh. <laughs>
1: and there's the man bun. Maybe it just falls away, but doesn't but it degrade. What do you mean falls away? Falls away from the skull and the bones.
0: Yeah, but it would still be nearby. So then it would be... Mate, I
1: don't know. Move <laughs> <moving> a, car, <laughs> a skeleton and a
0: wig. Uh, what's the answer? They're the only part of the body that can't... Now, a dentist will tell you this. There's your clue. Clean themselves.
1: <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> Clean them. Heel.
0: Oh. Which is interesting, isn't it? You can yeah. go deep on that, can you? Yeah. Okay, last one, Hass. Thank the uh, Lord. Thank the Lord. The heart of a shrimp is located in its what? Behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: in its. Uh, the heart
0: of a shrimp is located in its tail tip. <laughs> No, is in its head. They don't have veins and arteries. Their insides just float in the blood. Wow. So do you like a bit of shrimp? I do. I like a bit of fish food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your thoughts
0: on a fish finger? Uh no. No, even Pasca said no. What? What do you eat a fish finger? I love a fish We've finger, thought, man. Though. In a sandwich? No. Yeah. But honest. Yeah, man. How in, many fish in... fingers are you putting in the sandwich? Four. How some... often do you do this? Not that often.
1: We didn't have a lot of money growing up, <laughs> unlike you. Fish fingers was a a real treat in our house. Not not the, not bird's eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What seriously? Fish finger sandwich. It's a thing, mate. I know it's a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But no, it's not for me. Nice bread, no. white bread. Yeah. A little bit of lettuce, yeah. A little bit of fish finger, and and then I can mix it up. Sometimes a bit of
0: tartar sauce, sometimes mayo, yeah. Never ketchup though. If I'm to have fish and bread, it will normally be something like uh, lobster, (laughs) uh, you know, cooked from fresh on a piece of seeded toast. With a a little bit of avocado.
1: (laughs) Lobster, cooked fresh. And you couldn't keep up the posh fakeness because you went seeded toast. Seeded toast is posh, isn't it? You you could have gone sourdough mate, or whatever,
0: you know, not just seeded war (laughs) Oh, mate. Okay, good. So obviously, before we get into the subject that I want to talk about, I thought it was worth doing a check-in. Last time we checked in, we ironically after what we've just been talking about we had a bit of a check-in around food and stuff didn't we yeah and said that we were were we both on it then yeah we'd both like starting starting to how's
1: it going mate really like really good like i'm like it's been almost a bit of a revelation for me but i think as much as the sort of the discipline and the effort around staying mindful around it it's the understanding of you know the other part of it, which is what we talked about, which is kind of what f- what feeds some of the narrative around when somebody wants to overeat or eat late at night or whatever. So that's been great. I feel loads of energy, um, lost weight, feeling fitter, doing exercise. Like it has a ripple effect, doesn't it? When you start to just you know, catch something. So I feel pretty good.
0: What do you mean ripple effect? It has a ripple effect on what when you start to catch it? Just
1: life. So when, you, when, when so uh, the ripple effect, I think is is sort of, you know, the, the term of like, you do something good and it has the kind of the ripple effect of, uh, you, you start to be mindful and do, take other decisions that are positive around your life. And so for me, it started anchoring around being more mindful around what I was eating in the run up to, I think just in the run up to Christmas, but also I knew that I'd been sort of ignoring this for a little while. Um, but then, you know, every day without fail, I'm doing at least 10,000, but really about 12, 13,000 steps a day and, and now do, you know, and doing exercise every morning, um, not having, I I used to wake up and think, Oh, I feel really crap. So I'm going to have a coffee first thing. Now it's water and squeeze a lemon in there and all
0: that sort of stuff. So just like the ripple effect is great, you know? I like the word you used, anchoring, in there as well, right? Yeah. Because I do like with my relationship with food, and I know I've taught, I talk extensively about it. There's a bit of the chicken and egg that goes on, right? In terms of
1: excuse the pun, (laughs) (laughs) which one, which one do you eat first? (laughs) I I always go,
0: I go for the egg first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it is in terms of like, what goes first? Does my eating go awry, and then, and then, and then my, you know, my head go awry or does my head go and then my eating go and actually i think sometimes it 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 can be one or the other but if i like if i'm struggling all round if i can anchor myself to one thing then that ripple effect that it does have on the rest of the things can be pretty huge yeah i think it's
1: i think it's a widely held belief that don't try and fix too much at the same time, yeah. Don't set yourself too many challenges. So a lot of people might go right. I want to eat less, eat more protein, work out loads, and but you're, if you're start, starting from a standing start of zero, you're just putting too much pressure on yourself. So anchoring and then you know and then building off of that is really really. I think f- for some people they can do all of those things, right? But for others yeah, yeah. who are starting from a negative position or a z- or a zero position, I think you know just focusing on one thing with regard to the food. You know, like, does the eating cause the kind of the uh, the stuff around your uh, mental health, or vice versa? It's just a it's like a vicious circle, isn't it? Because yeah. you you might you, you'll one day you'll go, oh, oh I'm just going to eat loads, eat three thousand calories or whatever, or you know, fifteen burgers or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then you go, oh, well, I've done that, so I won't bother. And then you know, and it's just it just perpetuates really.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and uh, that's why. But it's interesting, isn't it, that if you were struggling like emotionally. So when I feel quite about out of control in my life, it can be quite good for me to do this, right? If I can get my relationship with food, and I say relationship with food rather than healthy eating because there's a slight difference there. Do you know what I mean? There's a subtle difference in fact, in, in the terms of like, I'm not doing a fad diet or like even necessarily <laughs> avoiding anything, although I am avoiding stuff. It's more about having a sense of control of what I'm doing. Yeah. And then when I do that, everything else, not everything else, that's unfair. But a lot of other things start to to fall into place. So I guess that's the opposite of what you were just saying, right? When you're out of control of your food, so then you, you know, I don't know, you might not go and work out, which releases all the chemicals and is good for your brain. Yeah. And then if I'm out of control over there, I might not get control of my you know, the organization, what I struggle with is one thing that I struggle with, with work, for example. So for me to be organized, I have to feel like I'm in relative control of my life. And if my food, in, my eating relationship with food is out, then the others are out as well. So, yeah. But to get my organization sorted in work, it's funny that sometimes the solution might be improving my relationship with food. Totally.
1: For me For me personally, they're intrinsically linked, Healthy, healthiness and my relationship with food um and what i would say is uh th- the the what i hadn't really fully appreciated before was you know how complex a human body is right and how much uh, like the way we operate in the day depends on what we feed ourselves and how we process food and how much sleep we get i never used to really think like that cuz as humans we wake up we get up we just carry on until one day we stop right and yeah, and that's yeah, it yeah. right like um but actually i don't really have the afternoon slump anymore like yeah. and because i'm not really putting in i'm not eating as like i was eating you know previously i feel a, more alert um and my i'm sleeping better as a result yeah and then you start to kind of look i uh, start to then explore you know certain things around mm, like eating windows and you know and intermittent fasting and and, and kind of the theory behind that and it all makes a lot of sense to me i'm not saying go do it but for me it makes a lot of sense and so i've I've, I've found that is you know my healthiness is is helping me understand my relationship with food better
0: and then also and i don't think men talk about it enough right but also when you put certain clothes on right and you feel a little bit better in them, right? Do you know what I mean? Particularly, I know we joked about the oversized top and that earlier, but like if I wear like, there's certain t-shirts, yeah, I only have to fluctuate a couple of pounds here and there and then I can feel like my love handles are a little bit tighter in them. And you can't see it and I know you can't see it and it's not about somebody going, oh, you look great in whatever you're wearing, and all that stuff. It's about the way that you feel and that can really that can really knock my confidence yeah. if i th- if i go out in a certain top and i think i look fat in this
1: i think that's a really really good point because the opposite of that is really important as well which is is if you start to feel it in your clothes that's a really really good signal but too often people look like, particularly when you're trying to lose weight is you look at calories or you look at yeah. number? Oh, sorry, not calories. You look at um, weight, weight, right? Weight, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, if yeah. it's not going down, that then starts to feed, oh, why bother, actually. But actually, if you feel better yourself, if you feel more alert, if your clothes fit feel better on you, yeah. you just get more confidence, right?
0: Yeah, and it is, like, I've done the whole weighing myself and stuff like that, and I know that sometimes I don't use them anymore because I don't, you know, I'm never trying to lose, I'm never... Although I do, uh, I'm contradicting myself slightly because it does have something to do with weight because of what I'm saying here. But I don't, it's not scales weight, you know? Yeah. But I know I can feel like I look and feel better in certain clothes and I'll check the scales and I'm the same weight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, I, I know scales can be useful for some people in some ways and stuff like that. But I certainly know that for me, it's all about how I feel. And that can change overnight, by the way. As in, I can binge you know, be on a bit of a run of binge eating and then have a couple, literally two days where I get my eating back in order. And on day two, I will feel like I look better in my clothes. Yeah. So that tells me there is a perception thing more than anything, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably, I suppose nutritionists will say it's to do with retention of water and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of it is perception, isn't it? And when I feel like I'm in control and, you know, I've got a healthy relationship, it feeds into every part of your life.
1: I think I think what it boils down to is is feeling like it's okay to love yourself, you know. Yeah. And 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 feel confident in your journey and celebrate each win as opposed to wait for that big win. I think like so when you like a couple of days in if you kind of get mindful around your eating again, it is gonna feed and you're gonna feel it and you're gonna wear your clothes better than yeah. if you weren't feeling like that two days ago, right? Or the day
0: after you you binge, binge ate. Yeah, it's interesting that it does come back to that, learning how to love yourself. Because I do think that loving yourself, a lot of that is about what, the way that you're treating your body as well, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, you don't want to get caught in that side. Because a lot of people talk about loving yourself no matter what, right? So in the healing space, the, if you want to call it that, that I operate in, I guess to be like a little bit devil's advocate here, some of them would say, well, it sh- you shouldn't need to be doing things well over here for you should be able to love yourself. H- no who
1: is anyone what. to say what anyone should be doing for yeah. themselves? Yeah. So I understand where that comes from. Love yourself no matter what. Yeah. But like just just when people are saying to you when you got sober, oh, it's brilliant, it's such an inspiration Thank you so much, Josh, for what you're doing for me. You should be so proud of yourself, yeah that's great, and you can sort of be there in that space, but you are feeling like a multitude of different things yeah. right so even people have always said to me my whole life i oh, you know it doesn't you' you're, you're tall don't you know you like you you look fine, but like you said like when you can feel it, yeah, it's really down to what you feel right so the aspiration is to get to a place where you love yourself and I'm not saying just because you you're not physically looking the yeah. way that you want to that you shouldn't love yourself but
0: no one is no one can tell you what to think yeah. like you have to own that for yourself. Yeah, and it's all to do with a feeling, right? Isn't it? And the, the feeling and how does that feeling come about and what does it feel like? And I guess that's why we're all different because that's different for everyone. Yeah mate the the check-in by the way has become like the best part of the podcast it almost yeah. feels like uh we should just do a whole uh a whole hour of just checking in about different stuff
1: well just just to say i think that doing the check-in keeps me mindful you yeah. know and we're doing it and loads of people are listening to our conversation but that doesn't need to be the case yeah i think people should make sure that they're doing it with friends family loved ones like it's really important, even doing it yourself, you know yeah. what I mean you know where, if you don't have circles around you, just check in and see how you're doing. Ask yourself the question how, are you, how it's, are you, feeling you know, today?
0: it's the, it's the bi- one of the biggest things that when people ask me um like what tips would you give to people uh to look after them you know their emotional well-being and all that sort of stuff? I say a weekly check-in, so I have a couple of people that I voice note every Monday right and that is it's just a check in what you're struggling with from the week what's coming up you what you're worried about for this week coming forward and so i have a couple of people that i do like regular i do that regularly with do it every week and so you and you,
1: and you meet with me at 8am every monday and then so. i meet <laughs> yeah. you at
0: 8 a.m. no but so we i would say that we've got an even like different like a further relationship than that which i'll come to in a minute but this, this so this check in is like every week and sometimes you'll go on there and you'll think oh, i've got nothing nothing come up for me last week. But because you've committed to doing it, you go, what come up for me last week? What was I struggling with? No, nah, nothing. What did I do? I did this and did, that. and then you go, oh yeah, I did this and this, I did this. And then before you know it, you've done a five minute voice note, right? And so that's stuff that you would, that would, without that check-in space, would go down into your body and just get ignored.
1: Can I ask you a question? <laughs> do, you, do you like how I just put my hand up there to ask the teacher a question? Um, do you think about it beforehand or do you just like go and hit record? No, I hit record. I just hit record. Because I think that's quite important. Because if you yeah. feel like you have to r- prepare for it, yeah. you'll you'll avoid it. Yeah. Whereas I think you just got to go, what's real for me right now in this moment? Yeah. And the, and, and
0: the first few seconds of the voice note are exactly that. You just go in, uh, what have I got to check in? I don't really know what's coming up for, da-da, and any of that, yeah? And then the fact that it's there, like I say, that stuff would otherwise get pushed down into your body and you don't deal with it, yeah? yeah. Uh, whereas now you're creating a space. To bring it back to like something that we do, that we're very good at, I think, as friends, and this is stuff that, again, I don't think men talk very openly about or, or don't feel very comfortable talking about, but we will pick up on like a subtle difference in energy when we're talking. Yep. And we'll regularly, you know, drop us each other a, uh, a WhatsApp and it'll be, mate, we spoke yesterday, we had to dash off of the call, I could, t- like, it felt like something was coming up, so just checking in. And sometimes, like, it's like, look, no, nothing was... Yeah, It was because I was busy and wanted to yeah. get you off the phone or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. sometimes it's like, no, you're right, you picked up on it. Yeah, And I don't think blokes do enough of that, probably.
1: Yeah. I also think sometimes you see something that I might not be seeing yeah. for myself and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So actually, in that moment, you're. Ref- I think you're referring to a point when you got back from holiday and you and I spoke really quickly, briefly, and... um and i was like and it was very quick and then you yeah. sent me a message the next day and then i came back to you and said no, no no, i was really busy um and i just need to get a few things done yeah, but yeah, i think yeah. on reflection there was probably stuff going on there
0: that i just it wasn't even yeah that was the last surfacing. time it happened but we've done it we both regularly yeah yeah yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You, you know we do it either way and yeah. i think so it does have the um that impact and i think that stuff's unnatural for men a lot of men yeah so that's important to say and it's men's yeah. health week coming up soon isn't it i think yeah uh, I think it is. <laughs> you pulled <laughs> a face like you're not sure. Yeah. I think I did a talk on it last week, so it must be soon. <laughs> I okay. should know that, shouldn't I? Um, anyway, let's come on to the subject that we're going to talk about today, because we've probably that's probably the longest check-in we've ever done, uh, mate. It is the Premier League is now finished in football. Yeah. Uh, so we are now looking to the World Cup, and this is where Pas in the background, by the way. I know he's not on the microphone. Uh, his team is not in the World Cup, so I just thought I'd throw Who's it Who's your though. team, PASC? He don't even want to say it. Who's the he team? He should though, right? Yeah. Italy. Oh. Yeah, so we can take the piss, but they beat us in the Euros. Team, yeah. So. Um, I guess, look, the first question I'm going to ask you, I'll just ask you straight up, will you watch the World Cup? Yes, probably.
1: Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's just going to be on the TV and I probably will. Can I can I elaborate or no?
0: Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, of course you can. That's the fucking. Whole point
1: I, I'm the I'm not excited about it. Right. I'm Why not? not? Ex- Why not? Just, I. Firstly, it's, it's disrupting my winter. I like it in the summer. Yeah. It's disrupting my Premier League football. Yeah. Um. But more importantly, I uh, I just don't feel that excited about it being in Qatar. And not it not Qatar the like because I've got a problem with Qatar um actually no. Let me let me expand on that. I think I, I think I haven't okay, let me just say I'm I'm tripping over my words here. Since Qatar won the bid, I've had a horrible feeling in my belly that it wasn't um it wasn't legit, right? And yeah. the same with Russia. Yeah. Um and uh I think the I'm I'm as pissed off with FIFA as I'm with it being hosted in Qatar, yeah, and I just got a feeling it's just not, you know it's just a it's all a bit dirty, you know this 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 particular World Cup. But then I imagine if it happened in this World Cup, it's probably happened in all World Cups yeah. previously, like you know cash cash for vote sort of thing. Um, so I just haven't really gotten that behind it. And one final thing, I just haven't been behind, haven't been as excited about watching England play football for many years. It was probably the Euros. Well, even probably. in the Euros? The yeah. Euros. I mean, the Euros was probably, you know, when I did get yeah. interested, but I'm probably a champagne supporter. So,
0: so, so a lot look, uh, the, I think everybody, it's weird that it's in December, and well, November, December. It's weird that it's in the winter. Yep. All of that kind of jazz. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I sort of, I think everybody, and, and you know, you're sort of stuck into the Premier League and it feels a little bit like it's getting in the way of that. Yeah. Is the is the other main reason that makes you feel uncomfortable? Mainly because it's corrupt, right? That it got there. Yeah. What about like the human rights stuff?
1: Look, I knew that this was going to come up. I know that people listen um, to our podcast. I I also don't want to be a fake virtue signaller, yeah. right? Yeah. I want. Yeah. And so um, I just haven't looked enough into it to to say that I have a strong. Point of view on the, the the human rights stuff around it, yeah. other than what I just read on on the newspaper. Yeah, um, but certainly, you know, there's a lot of virtue signaling going on uh, around this. Yeah, right, and I'm yeah. sure we'll come onto it. Um, but I, I think zoning in on uh, on the World Cup as as the kind of the only place to kind of use that as a as a as a way to talk about this, I think is wrong because actually. These human rights uh, violations um, happen throughout throughout um, the world throughout the year, and of course, like you, you you know, people are using the moment to kind of bring light to it. Yeah. But I think, uh, as we see with a lot of virtue signaling, as soon as that final whistle goes on the final, that people disappear again. Yeah. right it's the same thing happened with black lives matter same thing happened with um all sorts of kind of protests in the world people just retreat back to their normal lives yeah so i can't i can't be dealing with the virtue signaling yeah
0: and that, that's what one of the things that i was pointing to right let me just because i did I, I i've read a couple of things and uh I, I i've made sure that i've got just for this you know for to make sure that we're sharing some of the stuff. So six thousand five hundred migrant workers have died in Qatar since two thousand and ten. Six thousand five hundred. Okay, right? that's a lot. So in the last twenty two years, since the World Cup was announced. Yeah. Um. I thought it was two thousand. I thought it was six thousand five hundred migrant workers that had died building specifically the stadiums. Right. Okay. Um, okay. But it stayed. That's just the amount that have died. you don't know how many were with the World Cup stadiums. Right so okay. it's like it's obviously like a, an issue over there that they don't look after um they don't look after their migrant workers over there right yeah. but but i mean look there's a big difference between 6500 dying right and and how we don't look after our migrant workers here but i do think that there's uh you know it, it there is a little bit of that thing that comes back with me where i start thinking we want to start like looking at how we treat people that are coming here. Yeah, and uh, w- w- let me just stick on that point for a minute. There's a there's a lady on Twitter, and I've screenshotted what her name is. Do you, have you ever heard of Sophie Cochran? She's a broadcaster. The lady. name is the she's name like, is familiar, but she's uh, like quite yeah, hard right. Okay. Yeah, name's so familiar. But. it's like the, the some of the levels of hypocrisy that I'm talking about that's going on here. She is regularly tweeting that you shouldn't be watching it. It's a disgrace. She won't be watching it. How can we talk about women's rights and watch, um, you know, we're playing in the first, she said, one of her tweets was, and I'm paraphrasing, we're playing against Iran in Qatar. It, playing against Iran in our first game in Qatar. In Qatar, how can we talk anything about uh, women's rights with how these countries treat their women, right? This is the same woman tweeting that who previously has tweeted things like, with all of the uh, Albanian men coming over here on boats, how can we call it anything other than an invasion? Hmm. How So you can't tweet both of those things. Well, people like that feel like they
1: can because she uh, she has strong racist views. Yeah. But she's also, in her view, a feminist and...
0: Um, support of like women's rights. And and so this is the hypocrisy, which which is one of the things that I wanted to sort of drill down in and what we were talking about and what we're going to talk about. I actually tweeted her back. Yeah. Right. And said, um, I said to her, I can't believe that you, how bizarre it is that you can tweet this about the Qatari World Cup when you've talked about the same women from those, you know, particularly perhaps Iran that are fleeing into our country to safety yeah right yeah and you're not going to watch the world cup yeah. but you think that there's an invasion coming from them and some lady i don't she's blocked me now this lady right um not sophie this right. the lady who responded to me yeah this lady responded to me and said no you're bizarre what you're saying is bizarre right the fact that you think there's any women coming over here right it's all albanian men right uh, she said it's all albanian uh what did she call them uh you know when you don't you don't show up for something uh gutless that's not the word right. you used right. but gutless men leaving their wives over there to come over here yeah. uh and basically steal from us and all that so i tweeted this woman back right this is indicative of these type of people i tweeted her back and said and this is the truth i said this is my pretty much my exact word in i was in dover this week supp- uh giving a, off giving emotional support uh, to the people tasked with pulling people out of the sea. Yeah. And I can tell you that despite uh, the media only showing pictures of big boats full of men, right, very purposely, I was like, there's lots of women and children coming over here, and the women are literally wrapping their children up in cling film. And do you know what her response to me was? She blocked me. Hmm. So, cause, because she could, she, you know, this isn't somebody that could see that narrative and go, really? Like, what, this is, she, it doesn't fit. So. What I'm saying is there's a lot of these people pick those narratives to fit what they think and believe rather than taking the information and forming what they think and believe. That's not a surprise though. No, it's not a surprise, but I don't think a lot of people realise that that's what they're doing. Probably
1: not. No. Probably not. But there's no, these things aren't equal to, to people, right? So, and even you and I have an order of, priority right yeah right yeah, we've yeah. talked about it on the podcast right yeah yeah i get more pro- i get probably i probably get feel more impacted around race um topics right than yep. you do it yep. doesn't mean you're not empathetic and compassionate it's just my experience of it is different to yours and therefore i have a m- that's why we probably got quite heated around the whole joe rogan thing yeah, right yeah yeah because our um, experience right and and, and, so. and as men we're probably um like the intersectionalism of kind of uh our uh um kind of uh, Experience, experiences yeah. and lack of privilege is different to those of women yeah, right yeah. or so, sorry the other way around and so all things aren't equal so so that but it just feeds that narrative even more and the reason she just blocked you is because she just doesn't agree with you at all right and so um and she
0: just doesn't want to engage with you. Yeah, no, I do, but I think it's further than that. I don't think it's that she doesn't agree with me. It's that the narrative that I've put across doesn't support the narrative that she wants. Yes. S- which is like yeah. slightly deeper. And
1: doesn't right want to, and, and, and that's it, isn't it? They don't want to argue. They're just she, doesn't like, argue. Yeah, she doesn't want to argue. She doesn't want to go,
0: yeah. oh, really? Like, because really her answer should be, I mean, if she wanted to argue about it, she could have come back and said, look, what, could, what argument could she do? She could say, you're a liar. She could say, "Prove to me that what you're saying is true, right?" And all of those. Yeah. So, but she decided that doesn't fit my narrative. I'm going to block it. him.
1: But you know, it's the, the fringe ones. You can go, okay, fine, right? It's there's also a bunch of people that aren't those fringe folks that sort of jump on and have jumped on. I've seen a lot of people talk about, um, you know, boycotting Qatar uh, uh, and boycotting the World Cup, right? But it just makes me think, like. Uh, Again, like you know, you, you like hip hypocrisy, right? Yeah. So they probably buy stuff from ASOS or Amazon, yeah. Right? They probably turn the central heating on, and I think some like 50, you know the um m- m- you know certain countries within the Middle East supply f- around 55% of yeah or hold about 55% of the oil reserves in the world. Yeah, yeah. Right? Probably have flown Qatar Airlines before. Yeah. So like. Like, like where do you stand? Might be Man City fans or, 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 you
0: know, Newcastle
1: or whatever, you know. uh,
0: Look, I think when you drill down into this kind of stuff, I think you'll find that we're all hypocrites to some degree, right? It's almost impossible to live in such a complex, complicated society and not be a hypocrite. Yeah, That's why I will, I watch the World Cup. I know I will. And I won't bat an eyelid at doing it. That's just my honest-to-God truth, right? Now, do I, like, then, uh, it's illegal to have uh, same-sex relationships over there, right? Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people in Qatar face legal challenges not experienced by non-LGBT residents. Male homosexuality is illegal, with a punishment of up to three years in prison and a fine, and the possibility of the death penalty for Muslims uh, under Shiara law. However, there are no cases of the death penalty uh, enforced because of homosexuality, uh, so there is also prevailing cultures, more uh, cultural mores, which view homosexuality and cross-dressing negatively. Right, it's a nightmare over there, right, to be uh, to 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 be part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, right? but I look, I think there's so many like issues in so many different countries, including our own. Right. So uh, look, uh, in fact, let me go there with the, I want to talk about the brew dog guy, right? James Watt. Mm-hmm. So Dave, Dave came out and, uh, you sent it to me first, didn't you? And said, have you seen this?
1: No, you sent it to me, but you call you, you sent it to me and said, uh, Something's going to happen here. Something along those lines, I think.
0: You so said. they've come out and done the anti-sponsorship campaign, right? They've said, and they've released this lager called Lost Lager with all the profits going to human rights. And they've come out and boldly said, we're going to stand against this uh, and we're not going to get involved in it. What was your first thoughts when you saw it, when you saw him doing that? Uh
1: my first thought was uh, it costs a lot of money to be an official sponsor and uh, you're obviously not going to be an official sponsor, but you get some headlines around the World Cup.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. That. So like and even like even if. It, even...
1: Uh, but let me just say, I'm usually a cynic when I see this sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I sort of that that bold statement of anti sponsorship for me was. um you're like if you like you're you're like where's your history of doing this right? Yeah. Like where's your history of supporting this? And um, it's just it's very very timely. But being an anti-sponsor is saying is almost calling out the sponsors. Yeah, and he and I think one of his later posts he sort of you know he sort of calls out sponsors, uh, trying to paint themselves as you know virtuous white knights in shining armor uh you know like and yeah. i just think there's there's something inherently and you gotta be like you've
0: right. got to have your street very very clean right yep otherwise you're throwing things yep. in class like you know uh i can come out and declare that i am as anti-racist as i can possibly be right and i know i can do that because people can come you know people can search into me and find out and i know that i can do that yeah what I could, what you know, I don't think I'd be in a position to say I'm not going to watch the World Cup because of Qatar because of some of the things you've listed. Yeah. Because I know I buy off ASOS and Amazon and all of that, and like I buy, you know, we all consume things from corrupt and horrible people. That's part of like the way that capitalism is, by the way. People
1: buy from H and M. People buy from Nike. They wear Adidas. You know, like yeah. Th- you know, I think they will uh a lot of those companies will say that they have made vast improvements to uh to like working conditions yeah um but still there's a lot there's a lot to be said around fast fashion the consumption of water to produce i think it's something like 19 liters to produce one pair of jeans yeah wow
0: that's crazy yeah that is crazy i just want to come yeah i I want to talk for very quickly about um Your man, James Watt, because he, it then come out, um, this is, somebody posted this on LinkedIn. Uh, In the past 24 hours, BrewDog have launched a campaign announcing themselves as an anti-sponsor of the World Cup in Qatar. It was then revealed that three months ago, they'd done a deal to stock the biggest hotels in Qatar with their products. And despite their fury at the injustices of the world's biggest football tournament being held in a country with serious problems, BrewDog confirmed they will also be showing the matches in their venues. They were called out um, as hypocrisy en masse. And then the founder, this James Watt had come out and said, it's just the usual hate for what they're doing. And they've sort of stuck by it. And he's like now defending it saying, look, we can't do everything in there. you know, like we know that we do this, we know that we do this, but it's better to make a stand than to do nothing at all, right? Which, can he get away with saying that? Is it is it right for him to say that? Can he have, can he, can he say that? It brings me to like people, someone like Gary Neville, hmm. who's, you know, talked in, in the way that he does, has become a bit of the man of the people, but he's going over there. I was chatting to Pasc on the tube over here. David Beckham is being paid 10 million pounds to, they reckon it's 10 million anyway, to be whatever he is, you know, the, the top dog of the Qatar World Cup. And people yeah. are saying that he should step down from that. Yeah. I just don't know where you draw the line with it all. Uh,
1: I think the James Watt brew dog thing is a slightly different thing to say Gary Neville and David yeah. Beckham right um with with the James Watt thing they they were really declaring they went front footed like they went yeah. strong into like the anti sponsorship and calling out the human rights rights records yeah a little bit of scrutiny now they're saying that it was a third party supplier that stocked you know uh uh, in those hotels. But you sort of know where it's going because it's your yeah. supply chain. And like, I think it's like them thinking that they don't have, uh, you know, <coughs> a say in where their product goes is really interesting. But also subsequently, obviously there's been a lot of outpouring, some supporting, others not. But what I think um, BrewDog came out and said, okay, okay. We had it was kind of snidey, sarky sort of yeah. comment. Okay, all right. Well, we've heard we're, we're not going to be doing this. We've killed our campaign. Almost like making people feel um uh like shit for like yeah. calling them out like gaslighting yeah, yeah yeah and then called out a few companies that you know are sponsoring and saying we're we're you know indicating that we're better than them you know you know put your money there um they had an opportunity to go all right well do we really believe in this if so surely our strong values and beliefs trump our need to make money so we're not going to show the world cup but actually what you know the 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 cheddar counts in at the end of the day. And I can't blame them, but 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 you know, for what, needing to kind of uh, make money, but they know that so much money can be major in the World Cup. And they didn't say, okay, well we're gonna not show the matches. Uh, and we're matches. gonna go completely anti. If they hadn't gone So on they the actually or... what they said was actually we're gonna still show it and actually we're gonna get rid of the campaign. But then they blamed it on the people. Yeah. So yeah. that's
0: what I don't like. And if they'd have come out at the beginning, right, and said we're aware that we're all part of the matrix and we're a business and we're making money and we can't pull ourselves out completely but here's what we're going to do right we're going to try and you know move back towards some sort of equity in this whole thing and we're going to bring out this lager and we're going to give it to you know you could have done if you wanted to do a cheeky campaign if you're going to do one at all you could have talked about we know there's a level of hypocrisy here but we're at least we're doing what we can and you could have even said you know who else is going to do this right but to come out on the front foot like that and basically use the abuse you know they you for me right they're they're literally almost like double bluffing and using the death of these migrants and the, all the you know the lgbt quality stuff over there and all of that right they're 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 using that to their advantage to try and you know get recognition marketing and money yeah so like they're as bad they're worse than anyone else I think they're worse and that's the yeah. point I think yeah. they're worse
1: like I think it, it like if you're going to be a company who uh is going to make a big stand then the, the, it's either this is the start and we're going to do this for yeah. a long time um or they have a history of it but clearly it was around world cup and I think it's generating eyeballs on on on, yeah. on that campaign yeah, yeah. and because of the heat because of whatever because they were getting under put under pressure they're now blaming everybody uh that called them out for it being the haters saying oh we were just it was a bit david brent you know oh we were just trying to help but you know yeah. now uh, we can't now because you haven't let us yeah you know? well look he got yeah.
0: history of getting in trouble for bullying any so yeah yeah uh, yeah it yeah. doesn't surprise me yeah. Right. Listen, we are very squeezed for time now. Uh, uh, so, have have you come up with a? Have you got reasons to be cheerful today? I do actually. Oh, go on then. Hit me with it. <laughs> uh,
1: so it's not actually in our country, um, but um, at the moment there are there were midterm elections in the in the US, yeah. and there was a predicted red wave, um, uh, which is like uh, Republicans were going to sweep the House of uh, yeah. Representatives and Senate, and there was a fear that the you know the hard right would kind of um you know take back control and kind of just slow everything down biden has got really uh, poor popularity ratings at the moment and usually history has shown that the sitting uh, uh president and party gets hammered at the midterms but actually they've held the senate right so that means um they were expecting to lose and they've held that and and the house of representatives votes are still being carried and that's like on a knife edge so I think the reason I'm cheerful is that I feel like something's shifting, that that, yeah. has, that, that narrative that's been driven by social media um, to kind of really uh, point people in op- opposing directions. It feels like the, the, the bit in the middle where people feel like they need to come together. And I think Roe versus Wade and kind of all that stuff around uh, women um, having yeah. their rights taken away from them has really uh, impacted, you know, people on both sides of the front. So it's kind of united people. There's still a lot of work to do, but I think that gives me, if, if that's going on in the in the States, then that gives me a cause for hope for kind of uh, other democracies around the
0: world. Mate, it's brilliant. It's brilliant uh, and good to hear as well. I had a very quick one. I'm going to do it very, very quickly. and I'm going to give you no time to reflect on it. I'm going to finish on I said this because I'm very conscious that we're going to, he's going to storm in here in a minute and kick us out. Uh, mine is to do I might did did I it might have even been my reasons to be cheerful last time uh, but my daughter has started playing football for Bassett the same team that I played for but believe it or not now because my wife goes and watches my daughter my wife who's nearly 40 years old by the way the manager of wooden basket ladies team has said to my wife do you play football and she's never played football properly but she can kick a ball Uh, and she was like that was the answer that she gave Uh, and they said well look why don't you try a training session and last week my Leah went training for Bassett. Maybe. No way. Yeah, and quite enjoyed it and is going back next week as well. It's so. a
1: family affair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's, but it's inspiring, right? That you can go and try a new sport at nearly 40 years I old. love that. Yeah, That is
1: a brilliant
0: story. Yeah, man. and it's actually brilliant. inspired her dad, my father-in-law, to potentially look at going into the over 60s and training as well because he was like, I'm so inspired by her doing it. I want to get back into it myself. So. Pascal, are you inspired? Yes. right we're going to end it there hope you've enjoyed this we'll see you all very soon thanks again for listening to 115 miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Khair